Excuse me. That was Pardon one of the grossest me. displays I've ever seen in my entire life. You're just a little jealous that you didn't do it. I'm actually two little jellos stacked on top of each other wearing a trench coat. (laughs) (laughs) So don't ever call me one little jello. Noted. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 25 of Disney Channel Original Newbies. I'm Joanna. I'm Sam, the co-host for the first 24 and now 25th episode. It's good to have you. Yeah, it's good to see you. Yeah, well, it's, uh, I'm excited to see how this works out. I haven't heard from you in a while. It's It's been like a month. We haven't talked since the last episode. Yeah. Even though we're married, our audience should know that we don't talk to each other unless we're recording. Yeah, exclusively during recording. Yeah. So we should probably talk about different... No, we'll just stick with the decom movies. Yeah. Yeah, that's all we yeah. really need to talk about. I mean, it's, marriage is working so far. Yeah. I, we'll talk uh, We'll talk after. All right. Um, no, we won't. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> we'll talk next podcast episode. So first, I know it's been a long time since we have uh, released an episode. Sorry, three listeners. We've had some uh, some adventures. Yeah, we're not going to point any fingers, but someone thanks Obama. <laughs> yeah, we'll blame Obama and yeah, not me Ob- being sick for yeah, a it was long Obama's time. Fault. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, back to business. Episode... We're, both, we're both wearing suits. We are both wearing suits. I'm wearing a necktie and Sam is wearing a bow tie. It's pretty classy up in here. And I'm wearing the powder blue suit from... Uh, Dumb and Dumb Dumber. Dumber. <laughs> and Joanna's wearing the orange one, also from Dumb and Dumber. Except with a necktie. Right. Oh, right. We're talking about a movie today. Yeah. That's not Dumb and Dumber. Hey, guy, quick question for you. What's your question? What movie are you talking about? We are going to talk about Phantom of the Megaplex. Wow, that sounds like a great movie. Released in the year 2000. Also a good year. It was a pretty good year. Same year as like the last 10 or 500. so movies we talked about. Okay, maybe 10. Guess what year movies, the 10... next movie's going to be out and in. 2000. Yeah, also 2000. <laughs> pretty sweet. Yeah. But yeah, so Phantom of the Opera. No, Phantom of the Megaplex. Oh, right. My first line says Phantom of the Opera because that's how the movie opens. That's true. Another movie that opens with a movie. Yeah, that seems like a... There must be a lot of those. There's been at least four, I would say. Yes. And then some would just movies. The last movie was too. My mo- mom has a date with a vampire. Also a scare. Is Phantom of the Opera scary? I've never seen it. Um, is it scary? I guess it's a little. I'd say it's a little creepy. Is it creepy? It's creepy. Oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, and also before we start, so Joanna has gotten me a beer that has a a flip top. I don't know what these are called. A can. Yeah, a can. It's a can of beer. Sure. And she's gotten herself a bottle, so she can't do our thing. Yeah, and also, I already am, like, halfway done with my beer. Here, just make the noise while I do it to mine, okay? All right. So, on a count of three. One, two, three. <laughs> mine was so loud. And it, like, meowed at the end. <laughs> that was so weird. <laughs> 
by a beer, Sam means that I got him a cat. Yeah, it totally had a character. For the You're cat, welcome. But, yeah. Well, Phantom of the Megaplex. Generally, um, it's about a guy named... Oh, and also, we watched this movie about a month ago. Yeah. So this is going to be quite an experience for us here. Um, the main character's name is Pete. He has a younger brother and a younger sister. Um, he has a divorced or widowed mother. I'm not really sure. A single mother. Taking yes, care a of. single mother. Who's dating. Yeah, good for her. Seems like she's been dating for a while. And he works at a movie theater or Megaplex. And he's like the assistant manager or something, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's pretty high up there. There's yeah. a general manager. I think he's next in line after the general manager. There's an owner and all that, but that's separate. And, and it's you a know, good for theater. him for being 17 and having yeah, a, such in, a big responsibility. Is he in high school? Yeah. Okay, so this, will t- this whole movie takes place in one night. One day. I think two. Like, Well, like the first 10 minutes happens the, the day, day before, before oh maybe that's what it was you're right right okay so pretty much over a 24 yeah. hour span this entire movie just over 24 hours um yeah so like you said he's an assistant manager and it focuses on his adventures at the movie theater along with his brother and sister and then also his co-workers who are named okay let's try to do this without looking can you remember the nicknames for the characters i'll say their first name and you say their nickname okay okay ricky ricardo Terry. Terrible. Hillary. Duff. <laughs> Mark. Oh, hi. <laughs> Lacey. Lawless. Lacey Lawless. Wow. That's, a real, that's really grabbing into the grab bag there. Uh, Merle. Merle? Yeah, that's it. It's just Merle. Oh, You're right. Okay. <laughs> nice. and, and there's Mason movie movie mason okay so yeah. you got you got one, i right? just remember Congrats. all of them were alerted alliterative so i I'll, don't remember uh, i'll go through them now so there's ricky rules there's scary terry hillary honey question mark this one i'm mad at you for not getting racy lacy oh, come right. on you don't remember racy lacy <laughs> she's really fast and runs around a lot clearly racy lacy come on i apologize to all Lacy's who are racy. Oh, the father did pass away because they talk about how he loved movies and they like reminisce right, about him. Right, yeah. So the dad yeah. loved movies, so does, well, not really, I guess. Pete, who's the main character, he doesn't really like movies. He doesn't I think care. he just likes being at the movie theater, they probably because his dad and he's yeah, a workaholic. Yeah. But the younger two siblings love movies. A lot, especially yeah. the younger brother. Right, that's Brian's the younger brother, and then... Karen. Karen. Oh, she's such, such a, Karen. a Karen. She's such a Karen in this movie. She's the she's like 13 or so, and I think Brian's like 10, 9, 10 years old, if I had to guess. Yeah, um, seems, uh, seems plausible. Yeah, and the mom loves grammar for no reason at all. Not really sure why she like corrects the kids all the time when they're saying things. It's uh, it's her mom thing. Uh, but it didn't even come into... It didn't matter later That's on. okay. Thing. It's a character quirk. But, well, so, I'm fine with it. So be it. Pete's rival, kind of. Let's say he's bully. I don't think they're bullies. I don't know. Donnie? Yeah, Donnie. Yeah, I would say that he was kind of a bully. Maybe. He was like making fun of Pete. Well, it's Pete. So? Why wouldn't you make fun of him? No one else made fun of Pete. Yeah, but come on. It's his rival. They have a nice little budding rivalry going. I don't know. He seemed more like a bully to me. And he like, 
I don't know, did whatever he did to the gumball machine and all the gumballs came out. I don't and, think that um, was on purpose. But the, we'll get to the gumball machine. But I don't think that was on purpose. I don't think it was on accident, though. I do. <laughs> I think those are mutually Agreed exclusive. Agree to disagree. <laughs> uh, and there's also a girl named Caitlin who Pete has a crush on. So those are really the general players here. There's also the owner of the theater, which I mentioned before, the GM. I don't remember the GM's name. Um, it's Sean McGibbon. Sean, yes. And the owner is Niedermeyer. I don't know his first name. Something Niedermeyer. Oscar Meyer Niedermeyer. Oscar Meyer Niedermeyer. Yeah. yeah, it's very easy to pronounce yes. his name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rolls um, off the tongue. They're watching the movie in the beginning, what Phantom in the Opera, and then cut to the next day, basically. Pete and the, the rest of the staff are there. And they're prepping for the big day. So what's going to happen is that there's going to be a showing of Midnight Mayhem, I think it's called. Yes, it's a big, it's a movie a premiere. premiere. Yeah, so like Hollywood stars are going to be at the movie premiere. They're going to have like a big red carpet. It's a big theater, so it could fit a lot of people there. But first they're going to have like their regular movies. They're Which not shutting down yeah. the theater. So they're having a yeah. normal day and then everyone's going to wear like tuxes and stuff. Yeah, so they have to have event. their regular you know, movies, and then empty everything out, and then... Move everyone in. Move everyone in premiere. for the premiere. Yeah, At midnight? I don't know what time's that. Sometime late that night, but yeah. So they're preparing for this. The GM's freaking out. Sean, he's like, I don't know what we're going to do. There's so much to do. Nothing can go wrong. Like, my life's on the line. Um, Same for all you guys. Oh, also, Pete, if you fuck up, I'm just going to blame you anyway, so don't worry yeah. about it. If yeah, anything goes and, wrong, it's your fault. Yeah, and Pete's like, uh, I'm 17, what? Which is a fair response because, like you said, he's 17. Yes, that is a fact. Then there's Movie Mason, who we should probably say is uh, Mickey Rooney. Yeah. So he's a very... He's not really an employee, though. This movie came out 21 years ago, and he's still the oldest man in the world at the time. That's correct. Was he like 70? I think he was older than 70. Is he still alive? He... Died April 6th, 2014, at the age of 93. Wow, so seven years ago he died, about? Yeah, according to IMDb. Mm, pretty good source. I agree. All right, well, glad we cleared that up. Uh, yeah, so he doesn't work for the theater, but he's always there. Was it like a parent of his? Was it like a prior owner? Is that really I clear? I think it was a... Oh, I think they said it. I want to say... His grandmother. It was some a prior owner. Maybe that's what it was. There, yeah. There's some connection from him, but he's not an employee. But he oh, he goes there every single day. He just day. lives there. Yeah, and he like greets people and whatever. He's like, a volunteer. Exactly. That uh, Sean McGiven doesn't want. Right. Sean doesn't like him. Everyone else loves him. He, Sean's like, get out of here. We don't really need you. Although, uh, I mean, first, Sean didn't really need to be a dick to him because he was a dick. Well, for no reason. But I will say that he was right because he gave Movie Mason a chance and Movie Mason blew it. Right. So Movie Mason comes back eventually because there's too many people waiting to get in. They don't have enough ticket takers. There's a lot of things go wrong during the night is the premise of this movie. Yes. Uh, so there's not enough people to take tickets to come in. So they let Movie Mason take tickets and then he just becomes an absolute weirdo. And he's like, oh, don't go see that movie. It's terrible. You should see this movie instead. And people were like, we are, no. 
we want to see the movie we want to see, see let us in so he doesn't let them in and that's when sean's like you gotta bounce let's, let's scram buddy and then we'll get to the uh the gumball scene so pete's younger brother and sister are at the movies that night and he's kind of like babysitting them while still working and which is not stressful at all right so the 13 year old sister what's her name again i'm sorry oh karen. she's a karen she's acting like a karen she goes to see some children's movie with her younger brother. Right. But she jets from that movie and goes see a scary movie with her friends. And she has to dodge the cinema sitter, which is a fantastic job. Have you heard of that before? No, never. It's like so bizarre how <laughs> maybe there's other places. I don't know. But just an old woman that like stays with children during movies, I guess. I mean, to me, it seemed like. She would walk around and check on unattended children and just be like, are you okay? You should go back into your movie. Where are your parents? Um, oh, see, I was thinking of it as in, I want to drop my kid off for a movie, but they'll be by themselves. So I hire this movie sitter to just sit with the kid while they're watching the movie. But I think yours makes more sense. See, I think yours makes more sense, but... In the movie, what I said is what she actually did. Right, because she's never in any theater. She's just in she's roaming just the hallways and around. has her own room. Yeah, and she yells into the bathroom, Honey, are you okay? Your sister's waiting. Yeah, so in between all this, the kids, Karen and Brian, they are trying to get some candy and stuff like that, and Brian's incapable of getting the gumballs out. This is when... <laughs> Pete's rival comes over, who you don't like calling a rival, you say bully. Donnie. And he, like, tries to get the gumballs out for... And then he knows it's his brother and sister, I think. It, it seems, seems like it. They know each other, the bully. Like, they're somehow close in some way. In a bad way, though. <laughs> and he, like, tries to get the gumballs out, but he, like, rips the, like, silver cover Yeah, the cover the that machine. prevents all of the gumballs from falling out. He rips it off. And then guess what happens when he rips the thing that stops the gumballs from falling out? All the gumballs fall out. All the gumballs fall out. So you got a classic scene. All the gumballs fall out. Everyone's slipping on gumballs. Instead of everyone staying still. Everyone runs and falls over gumballs. They're like, oh, there are gumballs over there. Let me try to run over them to get away from them. Yes. And I got Mm -hmm. another trivia question for you here. Shoot. About the movie. So hopefully you remember what does what if you had a bunch of gumballs on the ground what's the fastest and most effective way to clean up all those gumballs well of course the answer is to rip a hockey stick out of a display yes and shoot all of the gumballs into the trash yes all the gumballs are on the ground yeah take slap shots and yeah take, yep and put, that is yep. the correct absolute fastest and most Easiest, effective fastest. way hundred mm-hmm. percent. There's mm-hmm. no I don't even know how else you'd even do it, to be honest. Can't think of anything. And then when you do that, everyone starts cheering for you and, and clapping. Well, yeah, because you made all those great shots with the yeah. gumballs. Oh, such great shots. Did you see I, those shots? They were great. They're fantastic shots. Pizza Hero. I they said Pizza Hero, which sounds like, <laughs> like a, a, a video game I'd play in like fourth grade. I mean I said Pete is a hero, but it did kind of sound like Pizza Hero. Also, just two foods at an Italian restaurant. Yeah. You want to get pizza tonight? I want a hero. <laughs> All right. I'll have pizza. You have a hero. Pizza hero night. I don't use the word hero. <laughs> it's 
lightly, but I would love an eggplant hero tonight. <laughs> Best and joke of all time. Back to the movie. Um, yeah, so he cleans it up with a hockey stick, and literally everyone che- It's like a story you would tell someone. Like, oh, I did all this, and everyone started cheering, gave me a standing ovation, except this happened. This actually happens in the movie. Do you think that this movie is just Pete telling a story to his kids when he's older? And he's it's like, like how I met your mother? Yeah. And he's like, this is one crazy night at the movie theater. Look at all these cool things I did. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. Is this a how I met your mother situation? Yeah. And the two kids in how I met your mother. Are Pete's siblings? Or his no. kids. His future kids. Pete's siblings are his future no, kids? No, the kids. They're his kids. Oh, okay. Why would his siblings be his kids? I, I thought you were referring to oh, the- Oh, no. Yeah. No. Okay. I'm sorry. That's why I was so confused. In the beginning, oh, it's Bob Saget, right? In How no, I Met Your Mother. No idea. You ever watch that? Yeah. It's pretty funny. I like it. I didn't watch it uh, religiously. religiously. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 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 Next thing to go wrong after the gumballs is the popcorn machine won't stop making popcorn. Which doesn't seem like a problem at all. There's too it much popcorn. It seems like they just weren't selling enough popcorn. No, there's too much popcorn being made. It's being made too quickly. The the corns are popping too fast. So they should just shovel it all into bags and be like, hey, free popcorn. Back when I was a kid, me and corn pop. <laughs> yeah, so w- what does Pete do to fix the situation? He unplugs it. He unplugs it and it stops. Pete is the king of unplugging things. Yeah, he's really good. And stabbing things. But I'm getting ahead of myself. And slap shotting things slap shots unplugging and stabbing 100%. those are pete's strengths next thing to go wrong the projector's messing up in <sighs> glimpses of genevieve which is pretty funny because we're only getting everyone's freaking out merle's up there he's trying to fix things um his younger brother comes out not merle's younger brother pete's younger brother comes up and he's like you know what it's revenge, the phantom of the megaplex, and he's sabotaging the big night. Oh, we should back up. Uh, there's a phantom of the megaplex. I think this is the first time it's mentioned. Oh, maybe the brother makes it up at some point earlier. Than I that, think but... it's meant. No, it's mentioned at the very beginning. Maybe that's because what it was. like the movie theater. I don't know. It burned or collapsed or something like that, and someone died in it. Um, and they were saying like the person who died haunts the megaplex. Right, so the brother is a, a big, big proponent of thinking everything's a phantom of the Megaplex. Yes. And he's like, yeah, this is what's going on here. And the, he kind of thinks Merle might be it, but it's not Merle. It is not Merle. Merle's a sweetheart. He's trying to fix the... He's doing his job. No one, no one gives him credit for what he does. He, he basically runs the place. Exactly. exactly. No movies would be shown without Merle. Or Racy Lazy. Mostly Merle. Yeah, but also he, he like runs the projectors. Yeah, no, I guess so. I guess so. That's fair. At this point in time, or several points in time, I don't know if it's exactly here. Sean goes missing a lot, and they find him just tied up in the basement of the Megaplex, and they see a mysterious person in a cape. I don't know what they see that after, or like running around the corner at some point. But a few times we see a mysterious. You don't see their face. We see a cape, like running yeah, around. and he's the the Phantom is wearing a mask, right? Very so, act- so now opera. we're like, hey, there actually might be a phantom going on here. And they definitely make it seem like movie Maven is the phantom. But like as the audience, as adults watching this movie, 
You know that it's not him. Mickey Rooney would never do that. Of course not. No. He's a sweetheart. Of course. He would never pretend to be a Chinese guy in a movie. (laughs) Never. Never, ever. Never. Mickey Rooney? No. Never. Not a chance. (laughs) Come on, Joanna. Not a chance. He's no racy lacy. (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) Well, that's true, I guess. Then this part I kind of liked is that, so we said the glimpses of Genevieve before, and there's issues in other movies that are going on, and they're all somehow connected to the, to the movie. So there's Cyclone Summer, and there's and a there's huge, a, gi- a giant fan, which is like blowing everything in the theater. Just go, which is insane. Okay, so it is quite a large fan. Sure, but it's not. A it's jet not no, it would not do what it did to the audience. Ever, and somehow, Pete is the only one who thought. To unplug it? Everyone else is like, let's panic. And Pete's like, I'm going to unplug thing. No one thought to unplug it. And no one could make it there because the fan was too strong, which is insane to think about. Yeah. And Pete, who is not really a big guy, like he's a he's a typical 17-year-old, but I wouldn't say he's large. For sure. He's able to withstand the wind. Yeah. You ever see Jackass where they put things in the jet engine and have it blow out in the back and hit people? No. Oh, my. It's one of the funniest sketches. There's like a guy sitting in a chair. And they throw things on the front end of it, so it just shoots out at him. And it, like, pelts him with these things. It's hysterical. That sounds... Like, what do they throw at him? Like, fruits and stuff like that. And then there's parts where they're on, like, rolling chairs, and they just turn it on and just get, like... Okay, that sounds they fun. They That sounds fun. Um, I would do that. We'll, we'll have to watch it. Okay. Another thing about the watch. And let's get uh, some rolling chairs. Yeah. And watch it that way. And fly back while watching it. Yes, please. All right, cool. Then we have Fade to Black. Again, this is just the lights go on and off. And we mentioned before glimpses of Genevieve. So it's the same situation. The only scenes that take place outside the movie theater are with the mother and her boyfriend. And the mother seems like it's not clear if she wants the boyfriend to propose at first, but the kids really like the boyfriend. George? Is that his name? Costanza, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. George he sleeps Costanza under his desk. Boyfriend. So I will say that we see the mom at the beginning of the movie, and then we don't really see her again until maybe the middle. Yeah. And I forgot about her. I forgot she was on a uh, date. I forgot she existed. Yeah. I forgot everything about the mom and was kind of surprised when she popped up again. I didn't think pop up when the car breaks down, right? Is the next time or something around that? Around yeah, the she's or trying calling. to go to a restaurant. Yeah. 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 So their and car, the car breaks down start. and they're, they're having issues because they're supposed to go pick up the kids. Then there's issues at the theater. So Pete's like, hey, come here and pick them up. And they try to go, but the car breaks down. So they really can't get there. And then they have a really weird conversation about plants. Yeah. In a pot. Oh, I thought you would enjoy that because you like plants. I mean, I do like plants. That is true. Yeah. But it was still a weird conversation. I think you would understand it better than I would. I did understand it and I still thought it was weird. Yeah. Well, alas. Yeah. So, yeah, so they're really just discussing engagement. Through a plant repotting metaphor. Yeah, it was very strange. Good times. Sean eventually makes it back. He thinks, so he's pointing the finger at Movie Mason. He's like, yeah, this guy is a menace to society, and he's messing everything up because he's the phantom. And Movie Mason is like, I would never, ever, ever ruin it the art right. of cinema except for not letting people into the movie that yeah, they want exactly. to see. except for what i yeah. did today yeah i would never do anything else to ruin the movie experience other right. than prevent people from experiencing the movie and that's when the younger brother and sister see him in the prop room in like the ba- the very very there's like 12 oh this is the down deepest in the basement. basement 
in the history of basements. Yeah, it he- is like you said, twelve floors down. That's not an exaggeration. Oh no, it's they insane. walked down a lot of stairs. And there's nothing else in any of those other floors. No, it's, it's just the basement. I think this is when the brothers and sisters think Merle is the phantom around this part. But then they finally figure out it's not him because something else happens in a different theater while... Oh, they see the phantom in the theater while Merle is Merle with Merle is trying to fix the projector. So they so yes. now movie Mason's ruled out and Merle's ruled out. I guess it still could be Mason. He could be lying, but you know. But he puts on a pretty good show. Yeah, definitely. Very heartwarming kind of creepy that he seems to live in the basement of the theater that's the impression i got it's a mickey rooney so i wouldn't put it past him yeah that's true that's true who's a better actor mickey rooney or danny devito (laughs) that's a good question i will think about it all right i'll get back to that later Mm -hmm. (laughs) it'll be my hot seat for you again they find sean tied up mr niedermeyer He went missing. He got tied up. He's missing basically several times. Let me get into, I'm going to get into some of the other characters because I feel like we didn't really tap into them. So the nicknames have to do with the characters, what they're like doing. They're the characters' characteristics. Right. So you got Ricky rules and he just knows all the bylaws and rules and everything. He's a very by the book guy. Future parliamentarian. (laughs) Yes. Parliamentarian. (laughs) Definitely. He's British too. I forgot to mention that. (laughs) <laughs> then we have Scary Terry, which is the name of a basketball player, which is very funny to me. And she is, she just loves telling scary stories and like, what if this goes wrong? Like, oh, this could happen. Your head yeah, could like, fall I off. I once heard that this thing happened to this girl who did that thing. Yeah, very dramatic. Yeah. And she looked like the friend in uh, The Princess Diaries. Yes, you mentioned that when mm-hmm. we were watching it. I remember that. Very true. Then we have Hillary Honey, who's just a sweetheart. She's and she says things nice like person. sweetheart and honey. Oh, yeah. Yep. She's like the Southern the mom, the yeah. theater mom, even though she's uh, 16. Exactly. Yeah. Then we have Question Mark, who's a guy named Mark, who just asks a lot of questions. And every sentence just ends up as a question. And then Racy Lacey. Racy Lacey, my fave. Who just races around. Who just runs around and just like running yeah like a she doesn't look yeah. around corners before moving no, no. runs into people because she's moving too fast and she's not even like rush she actually kind of is rushing through things but she's pretty good at her job it seems like she does get a lot done yeah because she's so fast she's always sweeping things she's up, racing and hanging up phones that are hanging with the hook <laughs> well she didn't know that the mom was on the phone no yeah i mean it was just yeah. like she a pay phone off the hook she yeah doing she's job. doing her job she's, she's efficient give her a raise i think after sean's tied up for the second or third time or whatever the owner arrives there with the movie stars. And I guess before that, like the agent for the movie stars comes in. I didn't really care about that. So we'll just Yeah, that could that. have been didn't skipped. Didn't matter at all. Yeah. She looked kind of famous. That was a filler. Yeah. And then finally, they like walked on the red carpet. Movie Mason goes out into the red carpet and he starts singing. To entertain the crowd. Right. Something yeah. about Hollywood. I don't, to uh, keep, them, keep them calm. The song oh it's called Hooray for Hollywood was the name of the song that he sings. Everyone's everyone loves it though. Except for Sean. Yeah, everyone's like, This old man singing is great, and Sean is like, This old man singing sucks. Yeah. And then the star of the movie, Madison Ashley Metz. Good thing she has three names. She is like in her like limo 
or like is about to walk out and sean's like shut the hell up to her and she's like uh bitch i'm the star yeah and so sean move freaks aside out. movie mason is and my she, date and she walks out and she knows movie mason they're besties yeah they're good they're she's really like, good pals movie mason is the one who encouraged me to enter acting unbelievable and he's the best and sean is the worst and sean's like you know my name and she's like no i guessed fuck you she didn't say that, but... But it was on her face. She oh, said it with her tell. eyes. You could tell she was going to say that. If it was PG-13, they would have dropped the one F-bomb on that scene, mm-hmm. I think. Definitely. Def- 100%. Somehow, Pete and the brother and sister end up on the roof. Not sure how that happened. Oh, Doesn't, they are something to do with the inflatable dinosaur? On the roof. Yeah, maybe. That's yeah, I don't remember the exact situation. I don't know. So they end up on the roof. The phantom puts like a blanket over all of them and ties them all up together at the same time. I thought the phantom was going to tie them up and push them push off the up. roof. How cool would that have been? End of movie. They it's all a die. triple homicide. <laughs> and it says like wasted and fades to black and that's it. And you just start over. It's like a real, uh, what was it? Toy Story 3. Oh, with the mother who <laughs> yeah. was shown the, that was really funny. That was, oh my God, that was great. I should start doing that to my parents too alternate endings <laughs> yeah so he ties all three of them up and like bind bounds them and he runs the fandom runs back in and then the premiere of the movie starts and this is when the inflatables are talking about there's like an inflatable dinosaur this inflatable gorilla there are a lot of inflatables in this movie there's theater like three or four i don't know how many there are but it was a lot and at first i was surprised how many inflatables can one movie theater hold and then i remember the basement yeah, and it seems like they don't throw anything out. It's like a King Kong versus Godzilla situation. Yeah. And they just keep everything in the basement since the 1920s. And uh, as a result, they have a lot of inflatables. Yeah. Oh, we didn't we did mention earlier, which doesn't really matter. Uh, Pete gives Caitlin his bow tie. Yes. And she's does. like, this is the greatest thing that has ever happened in my life. I think she was actually like, thanks, this is so cute. She (laughs) seemed to really like it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's into Pete. Not really a big Caitlyn fan, but... Why? mm, It seemed like the way Pete described her, she was very shallow. Because of the bow tie? Not because of the bow tie, but because Pete was like, yeah, she likes basically described Donnie, who's a dick. Oh, Dick Donnie. Donnie Dick. Donnie Dicko? Yeah, Donnie Dicko. And I'm thinking if she likes guys like Donnie, who is clearly a dick, why are you wasting your time on her? I don't know if you could judge someone based upon the people they like. Can you? Why not? That seems judge bizarre. people on a lot of other things. Like what? Anything. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. Okay. Come on, Sam. No, I'll give, it to, I'll give that to you. That's fair. Somehow they get untied. They go to, this scene to, I hated the scene. When they're, like, trying to scooch over to, like, the rail to, like... Untie? Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Just maybe anxious. (sighs) Um, So finally they get untied. Um, They take this, like, uh, Excalibur sword. Yes. That Donnie had pulled out of the the rock earlier. earlier. And I think they said it's, like, every 10,000 pulls. Right. And then Merle comes to the rescue. He's like, oh, yeah, there's a little... You unplug it. A little switch on the side. Yeah. So they turned it off. And a lot of things just turning off switches, huge part of this movie. Which is kind of the most realistic part. 
Just turn off and turn on. Yeah. It's like restarting a computer. Simple as that. Oh, this thing won't stop? Unplug it. So <laughs> There. It stopped. So they take the sword out. He, like, jumps off the balcony and, like, slices the dinosaur, the inflatable dinosaur open. And... Which seems very dangerous. Yeah. No, I agree. That was pretty dangerous. Because it's going to deflate and you're just going to fall, kind of. Yeah. Which he did. Oh, yeah. That happened. Yeah. That happened. Yeah. <laughs> and they see the, like, shadow of the phantom behind the screen. And Pete goes... To fight the phantom. Without the sword. And there's just a really big fight scene. And it seems very violent. Oh, And there's yeah. a room full of people. Doing and nothing. not a single one goes to help Pete. It's just like the... Not a single the one. The wind part where he turns the fan off by himself. He's the only one. Yeah. That takes any action. Everyone here. is like... There's a 17-year-old, a child in the eyes of the law, fighting someone who tried to kill us. Let's not help him. Let's watch. Yes, we're, let's we're movie watch. goers. Let's watch this movie. Yes. Maybe they thought it was a show. Maybe. It was, it was all part of the movie. Maybe. Mayhem. I don't know. It was stupid. I mean, not even his mom went to help. Was she in the theater or was she out of the theater? I don't know if she was in at the time. I think she was out maybe in the hallway. She was out in the hallway. Okay, yeah. so she gets a pass. Yeah. The and so, do, so does the boyfriend because he was with her. They get a pass. Yeah. I'm sure mom would have went to help. That's fair. That's fair. But everyone else assholes especially All karen oh well, karen you know what karen gets past too she's no 13. karen doesn't she's get a, 13 brian gets a pass karen does not get a pass you know donnie could have redeemed himself by going to help pete yep he could have but also, he didn't racy lacy gets a pass she's probably tired every i don't think racy lacy was in the theater everyone who was outside of the theater gets a pass <laughs> but the action star who was in the theater Oh, yeah, and look very muscular and yeah. tough. Definitely doesn't get Madison passed. Ashley Metz. She doesn't get a pass. No, not at all. Well, no, these people get passes. <laughs> so there's a fight behind. I don't forget what happens. They either go through the screen or they come in front of the screen at some point. I don't know. And the Phantom is demasked. And it's Sean Begiven. It's the, the general manager from the beginning of the, the movie. Who, I don't know if we mentioned, but he was up for a promotion but didn't get it. Yeah, it was given to, like, the son of the owner or something, something st- like the nephew. So, Sean McGibbon, demasked, he's the phantom. <laughs> and then the owner is like, the show must go on. And then Sean McGibbon is not escorted from the building. Well, not even that. Before, he stays there. Right, before that, the owner, like, calls him the wrong name. And Sean's like, you always call me the wrong name. You don't even know who I am. This is bullshit. And everyone's like, get out of here, Sean. Bye. Bye, Felicia. And then he's just chilling. And he never kicks him yeah. in. He's like, you're banned forever. And he doesn't leave. Yeah, he's just like, no I'm going to stay. And no one cares. I'm staying. Yeah. Everyone's like, we don't care that you just tried to kill us and also fought a child. They care so little. You can stay. Yeah, they care so little that the director of the movie goes to Sean after this all happened. He's like, I'm going to make a movie out of this, what just happened tonight. And I want you to be involved. So he wants them to write a movie with him. We're going to do the opposite of punish you. You're going to be rich and famous. What clearly they're just doing to, you know, make fun of Sean. But I think he would, uh, I think he'd still do it. I think so. For sure. Do they eventually show the movie? I don't know. Uh, I think maybe they move into a different theater. Maybe. It's possible. We have two, two big things still happen. 
One is that the mom's boyfriend, in front of everyone there, proposes. Yay! And she says, yes! Yay! And Mason gives him, like, a, a fake... A fake, a, like prop a prop ring. ring. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't a pop, bring pop. Oh, that would have been sweet. That meant, literally. Yeah. When's the last time you had one of those? That I can remember? Definitely summer camp. Oh, so very, very long time ago. Me yes. too, I think. Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of them. I was. Because of the plastic part, you couldn't, like, eat it like a lollipop. So no. I, I didn't really care for that it. Was a, it was a ring pop, not a lollipop. It became, like, a binky, kind of, when you <laughs> put it in your mouth. Yeah, but that was like a cool binky because it was a ring pop. Oh, that was cool in yeah. your parts? Yeah. Oh, I'm from Utica. I've never heard of that <laughs> being cool. It's an original dialect. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so it goes in the prop ring. She says yes. Everyone starts cheering. And wait a second. Someone's giving the promotion. Oh, Pete is giving the promotion to senior promotion. manager. Right. And he's like, no, I no, need, I'm I 17 and I'm I am actually, still in school. I'm going to work fewer hours and I'm actually going to take the night off. Is that OK? And I think he says, OK, I also yeah. get some money for a date. Yes. Give him 50 bucks for a date with uh, Caitlin. I'm assuming. I don't know. I would assume Caitlin. I think she was still there, right? Yeah, she yeah. was. She stuck around. Yeah. She didn't uh, she didn't help him in the fight, but she stuck around. Yeah. Well, so that's that's enough for her. Yeah. yeah. And the theater owner like ended up being a nice guy, kind of. You know, he every time he spoke, like you thought he was going to be mean, and then it ends in a nice way. Yes, literally yeah. every time Sean. he spoke, he like did not like Sean or just didn't care for Sean. Definitely did not like Sean. So Sean, I Sean had some legitimate gripes, but not to uh. Yeah, and he see Sean seemed like he was good at his job. Yeah. Before you yes. know all the phantom to an stuff. extent, yes, I agree. Yeah. And then, I mean, lastly, Pete just basically learns to lighten up and not be such a workaholic. Especially at the age of 17, because he's going to burn out, which is the mom, what the mom always uh, warns him is going to happen. Well, now he's a girlfriend, so, <sighs> yeah. He's got those $50 dates. Go Pete. Do you think they got pizza? <laughs> they got pizza? That's pretty cool. I hope they got pizza. They Any got Pizza Hero. The it? And they saw the movie. <laughs> That's what they did for another date. They got a Pizza Hero and saw the movie. That's pretty cool. I don't. I don't blame them for doing that. Yeah, seems like a good time. Yeah. All right. That was Phantom of the Megplex. What did you think of this movie? What a crazy movie. (laughs) I don't think I would watch it again. Not in the top echelon of movies for me, of Disney Channel movies. How dare you? Did you love this movie? I, as a kid, I loved this movie. I saw this movie a lot of times. Probably like five to ten times growing up, if I had to guess. I haven't seen it since then, so it's been a very long time. But I did. I basically knew what happens in this. Definitely knew what happens in this movie. I loved it as a kid. I don't love it now, but I still enjoyed it and liked it and would watch it again. Not like today or anything, but like. But tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> it's been a month. Give it a month, and I would watch it again. Yeah, I I really do like this movie. All right, we will agree to disagree. All right, I'm right and you're wrong, but alas. Uh, again, agree to disagree. Do you want to do our questions first? Or do you want to get into some of the facts about the movie? I want to hear some facts about this movie. Let's get to facts then. 
Fact number one. It's written by Stu Krieger, who did Xenon. Ooh. And also, this might become to a shock to you. Also did the third Xenon movie. I was going to say Xenon the sequel, but that's the second. I, I don't he, know what the third is. I think is. he didn't do the second. <gasps> is it like a uh, Aladdin scenario where Robin Williams wasn't the genie in the second? No, he was. When we went over this, Robin Williams was the genie. No, Robin Williams was a genie in the first and the third Aladdin, but not the second. Oh, I thought you meant the, the new one that just came out. Oh, no, not the, not the new one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that. I don't think I ever saw the second or third Aladdin movies. Well, you could skip the second because Robin Williams Who's is the not genie the genie. Who's the genie in the second one? I don't know. Not Robin Williams. Oh, is it Will Smith? <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? That would be pretty fun. Just like 20 years <laughs> apart. <laughs> it was directed. I mean, who cares? by blair true i don't know what else they did here's the first fun fact okay i'm ready so this movie phantom of the megaplex is loosely based upon the phantom of the opera what yeah what isn't that crazy that's so crazy yeah never would have guessed and the weird thing is Uh like i didn't think about this at first is the titles of the two are similar phantom Phantom of of the the, the, the and then that the opera last... and mega okay there we have it and there you, we have and it and you think about it so those are different words and everything but <laughs> opera and megaplex are both like places where you'd like watch things like there'd be entertainment like shows yeah yeah whoa I know right <laughs> my mind is completely blown I was reading the fun facts at IMDb and I was like oh my. Goodness. That is the funnest fact. Yeah, so. The funnest factest. Just want to make sure you knew that. Thank you. <laughs> There's also an IMD re- review that I want to read. I'm so excited for this. Let me get ready for this one. Are you going to sing it? Are, are you going to sing it in a voice? Are you going to say it in a voice? No, I'm going to say it normal. So this is an IMD review by I don't know who it was. I just copied and pasted it. I think that this movie was good. You have to remember that this was a Disney movie and it is meant for kids to enjoy. Most adults would think it's a waste of time watching and give it a bad rating, but kids will like it. Some of the actors could have been played by better actors and they could have made it longer, but I still liked it. Beautiful. Absolutely stunning. That was great work. I didn't know Roger Ebert had an IMDb account. <laughs> I didn't know he knew how to work computers. <laughs> it's it's really fantastic. I mean, honestly, that's that's the movie. That's what, what that guy wrote is this movie. Why do we even record? We should have just read that and called it a day. That could actually be the same for every movie we've watched so far, except <laughs> for Johnny true. Tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to read that for every single <laughs> but yeah I, I really related to that one um some of the actors i mean a lot of the actors in this weren't weren't like a ton of stuff but like smaller things the mother was in under wraps was she a mom in under wraps i think she was either the main mother or one of the other kids mothers i'm assuming the main mother okay but all I right 100 no the boyfriend was in death note the boyfriend of the mother the I'm assuming new the, Death Note, the live action one, or was he know. like a voice in the animated one? We could, I guess it could have been that. 
because I didn't really mm. recognize him. But I don't. I mean, I didn't really remember the movie that well. It was like a I tried years to ago. forget it. It was okay. <sighs> the manga was better. Yeah. Mm. The show. The anime. Yes. I like the manga. Well, fine. He definitely wasn't in the manga. I can tell you that. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> uh, Zeke, who is played by Daniel Descal Santo, who I don't even know who that is. I feel like Zeke, was he the movie star? Either the movie star or like the friend of the bully? I don't know. Oh, maybe. I don't know. He plays Gretchen's boyfriend in Mean Girls. <gasps> The one that's cheating on her. Oh, what an ass. Okay, so then it, it would have been the friend. Yeah, because he would have Yeah, the yeah. movie star would Hopefully. be too old. Yeah. yeah, you never know. And April's friend, who I think is... April is the one that stands up in the theater and like yells during the movie. The okay. younger sister's friend. So mm-hmm. the second friend, she's in The Other Me. I didn't really see who she was in The Other Me. And she's in Cadet Kelly, which is the movie we'll watch in the future. Okay. Have you heard right. of Cadet Kelly before? I feel like I've heard you mention it. And maybe uh, some one of your friends was excited for Cadet Kelly? No, just maybe. me. Just me. Just you? Yeah, just all me. All right. 100% just me. <laughs> and yeah, so that's all my uh, info for this. Let's get to our questions. You go first. W- who would you ship? Uh, movie Mason and I the theater. Like going. Okay. He's going to fuck the theater? No. They're just going to be... He's going to kiss the theater? I mean, he might kiss it. Okay. He probably has, TBH. He's the theater? Yeah. I think, not like, I don't think he's put his lips to the walls, but I feel like he's oh, like kissed French, his hand. Like French kissed it? No. Like cheek, Sam. Cheek, no, cheek, cheek. Not like French kissing. Like, like kissing like French like, people mwah, do. Mwah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think he's like touched his hand to his lips and then put his hand on the theater walls oh okay mm-hmm. yeah, like I... a mezuzah uh, he mezuzahs <laughs> yeah he okay. mezuzahs in the that theater that makes a lot of sense <laughs> i said racy lacy and pete okay i could see that yeah i could see them getting along they're both like workaholics and you know yeah i think uh racy lacy had more character depth than caitlin Oh, certainly. Caitlin, there wasn't much to she her. She just giggled a lot. Yeah. And it was kind of, like, messed up that she just went on a date with another guy, basically. And then, like, walked in with that guy and walked out with Pete. Yeah, that was weird. She was like, oh, Pete can get me into the premiere, so... Yeah, I didn't care for that. He's my guy. I didn't care for that. Yeah. All right. All right, question. I'm down with that. Um, What would you change in this movie? This is a distinction between being a movie for kids and a movie for adults. But I thought it would be less obvious who the Phantom was. That's what I would change. I agree. Uh, they did everything that they could to make it seem like uh, Movie Mason was the Phantom. But yeah, disgruntled employee that didn't get a raise that he deserved. Definitely the Phantom. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And he was always gone. Yeah. For long periods of yeah, time. So it had to be him. I would have preferred if they hadn't had their regular movies before the premiere. I know it kind of, yeah, just destroys the movie because half the plot was that they had to empty the theater out. Um, But it was, that was the least realistic part. If they were having a really big Hollywood premiere, they would have just shut the theater down to get ready. 
It's true. And had the premiere. I agree. And probably for security reasons, they wouldn't have been able to anyway. Yeah, what if someone put some silly putty under someone's seat or something? What if someone stuffed the theater full of inflatables to trap everyone inside? That'd be terrible. Yeah. I'm glad that didn't happen. Definitely not. That's dangerous. Very, jeez. Tolvin, why'd you even say that? <laughs> I just have a weird imagination. Yeah, seriously. Freak. <laughs> Who would you most want to hang out with? I feel like you're going to give me some shit for this. Karen. Inter- yeah, I can see. You are... You, you sway toward Karen. I could see it. I feel like if I were 13 years old, I would have wanted to hang out with Karen. I'm going to throw a new one out there. Okay. Who would you want to least want to hang out with from this movie? Oh, Brian, the little brother. He was so annoying. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really mind Brian. I, I, ugh. I would say Karen's friend who yelled in the theater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She's a psycho. What was she doing? Yeah, even Karen was like, stop. Yeah. I'm going to talk to the manager. I didn't, He's my brother. I didn't care for that. Yeah. Mm. All right. We're on the same track there. But for, for most of what I hang with, this might be a little bit of a stretch here. But I said Hillary Honey, because she's very nice. Oh, she was nice. That's true. She'd make me feel good. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I want to hang out with Hillary Honey, too. <laughs> it's like she's in the movie like three scenes. Yeah. Sweetie, that's a, that's a really good one. Sam, you tried your best at the podcast. It wasn't good, but you tried your best. Oh, honey. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. <laughs> uh, and the last one is... Favorite scene. Okay. Do you want to start or want me? Um, I'll start. My favorite scene was the hockey cleanup. Me too. Yeah. Well, let's get, can we get a Hi- high five? Let's do this. Yeah, definitely. Oh, it's that was best. great. It's yeah. the best scene. It's so Hands stupid. down. Everyone's cheering. Oh, it's everyone everything. falling over the gumballs the when they whole, could have just oh not God. stepped anywhere. Oh, it was great. It was Sla- great. Great slapstick humor yeah. right there. Real Marx <laughs> Brothers situation. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of it. That slap shot, slap. That's funny. Didn't even cross my mind. I thought that's why you said it. No, not at all. Yeah, of course it is. You knew, you knew that. And now for the part we've all been waiting for. Hot seat. You first. Ouch, my seat is hot. Um. Okay. So this is a two-parter. Oh, no. What is the weirdest job that you've had? That is so funny. I'm going to break the order real quickly. My two questions were one of the best and one of the worst jobs you've ever had. (laughs) Yeah, my job was, what's the weirdest job you've had and what was your favorite job? Okay. So we'll just answer each other's questions, basically. Okay. All right. So the weirdest job I've ever had, it's not overall weird but knowing my personality it'd be wrong for me to do it is that i i worked for the it was like for like two days three days i worked for this place that threw parties for children and it was like like a small enclosed area i don't even know like what kids would be doing there i think i was like 18 years old but, like, they had just two parties there. And the people, kids were, like, dancing. And, like, there's like, one video game. It's a very strange situation. And I was the only boy who was working there. The rest were all, like, cheerleaders and, like, dancers. They were, like, 17 to 20 years old. Or, like, six. I don't know what age groups. But I can't remember when this even happened. I think it was 18 or 17. 
and I was the only guy there, and I was so out of place because I'm like I'm not like a high energy kind of guy or anything like that, and like outspoken or anything. So I worked there like two occasions, and then I think they just never like contacted me again, or I didn't respond to them. I forget how it worked, but I never got paid either. I worked like twice, like two parties, and didn't get paid at all. All right, so first of all. I once worked a job. I worked at a running store and then I, whatever, I only worked for two days. Also never got paid. Um, but the thing that I was going to say for weirdest job was kind of similar. Um, a friend and I in college were hired to be like party girls. I feel like that's not the right way to say it at someone's bar mitzvah. Like the dancers, yeah, and like, like the that. dancers to get the thirteen-year-olds oh, so dancing. Like we work for like an MC or DJ company, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but we were just like two college students that knew a friend of someone's mom who blah sure. blah. And I remember us talking to her before the bar mitzvah, and she was like, uh, "Do you know how to break dance?" And we both looked at each other like, <gasps> "No." Uh, so we just went around during this bar mitzvah trying to get these 13 year olds to dance and at one point we were both doing the same thing like clapping our hands above our head and like doing like yeah step to the beat and all the kids started doing it too oh my like God. The, like we were gonna teach them a dance yeah and we just looked at each other and we're like what the fuck do we do now <laughs> <laughs> that is very funny yeah that's great yeah <laughs> did you get paid for that one at least yeah we did nice we got paid I don't remember what we got paid, but I feel like, at least for a college student, it was a lot. Oh, those bar mitzvahs are a big cash cow, I would yeah. say. And, like, they paid us whatever they paid us, and they were like, and here's a tip. We're like, sweet. That's great. Yeah. So what was the best job you ever had? Um. So I'm only talking, like, jobs when I was a teenager. Or, like, yeah, within college. Yeah, 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 yeah. One summer, I was a tennis court attendant, and at the time, I was also on the tennis team. So I just spent the summer assigning tennis courts to people and if someone's partner either didn't show up or like if it was doubles and someone didn't show up or whatever i would step in and play tennis and if no one was there i'd practice my serve and just got really good at tennis that summer that's a pretty good deal <laughs> yeah and it was you know only busy on the weekend employer or is this the... this was a town park oh, so, okay. so it was for the state yeah. on top of that I also joined the New York State Retirement System. Very cool. Yeah, at the age of 15. Not a, not a bad deal there. I'm fully vested. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. What was your favorite job? Um, do internships count? Sure. Okay. So I worked for the Long Island Lizards, which is a lacrosse team on Long Island. Yeah. Um, I knew very, very, very little about lacrosse going into it. And by the end of the summer... I knew the same amount about lacrosse. <laughs> we did like advertising for the team. It's more like the back, the behind the scenes stuff. You were like marketing? Sort of in a way. Um, we did like everything for the team because it's very small. Like there was like the owner worked in the same office as us and there was like four employees. So like it was like four employees and like 15 interns and that was it. Um, I'm assuming this was an unpaid internship? Yeah, it was unpaid. It okay. was only like one or two days a week it wasn't like a ton of work yeah whatever um and then during the games we'd like set up the like, signage on the side it was like a nearby college where they played their games and we'd get like free food free drinks everything during the game nights i think i was like 
was either 19 or 20 years old, I want to say, when this was going on. And they were sponsored by Bud Light. So, like, the players would get just tons of Bud Light, like, for free after every game. They didn't get paid much. They got free Bud Light, though, because of the sponsorship. And so so they still didn't get paid much. No, no, no. <laughs> but they got free alcohols, which is pretty cool. So at the end of the night, we would, like, go up and eat, like, the food that was left over that no one ate, whatever. So there were, like, some perks to it. And there would just be a ton of beer left over. And this one guy who was the owner and CEO, whatever, he was like, oh, you guys just take whatever. So, like, me and one of my friends who worked there, we would just take, like, racks of beer. And you were, like, 19. Yeah, we were, like, you had no idea how old we were. Yeah, just take that. He just assumed that you were... Just, just throw in his trunk and just have, like, you know, take, like, 60 beers. Did you have a beard? Because he probably just assumed you were 30. No. Oh, no. I looked like I was 13, probably, at the time. <laughs> I looked very, very young. Well, you just switched the numbers around. That's 31. I either either was clean-shaven or had, like, a chin strap. So, definitely oh, didn't look 21 years strap. old. strap. Yeah. Ugh can't believe you had a chin so those strap. were yeah i was in college at the time so it was the summer i was in college so half the time i'd be working in a deli and then the other part i'd be getting free beer there. yeah so it's pre- pretty good deal <laughs> we would just bring the beer to the parties that'd be us so you were the most popular kid oh yeah nice Certainly. yeah so that was my uh favorite job awesome yeah it's pretty great so let's get into the alexis Bechdel test. <laughs> this movie has one person, <gasps> sort of. Uh, so the soundtrack, okay, by Johnny Mercer. Do you know who that is? Is he that guy that was born in the eighteen hundreds or whatever? No, that was that was like Alfred Nickelbacher or something like that. No, it's not that person, Alfred Newman. <laughs> this guy wrote a song or performed a song i think in gilmore girls in one episode we also wrote the song hooray for hollywood nice that that mickey <laughs> that movie rooney Ma- that movie mason sings yeah before everyone comes into the theater all right which is a real song apparently who knew i'll take it yeah so it passes with like a, a c plus yeah it's it's something but not an actor no one on screen I don't recall exactly what your guess was for this movie, besides thinking it was Phantom of the Opera. I think that was my my guess. So, you got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go me. This one's a little bit harder for the next one. This next movie is called The Ultimate Christmas Present. Ooh. I think it's going to be about boy can we just skip the the age range because i feel like all these movies are basically the age range about a boy yeah about a boy who gets the ultimate hanukkah present what (laughs) yeah that's the twist the movie is called ultimate christmas present but it's about a boy who gets the ultimate hanukkah present that's such a good guess (laughs) yeah oh my yeah wow and he gets a brand new menorah. But that's his Christmas present. Yeah, his Christmas present is a menorah. And it converts him to Judaism. <laughs> yes. And his Hanukkah present is a puppy. Oh, that's true. I think you're going to say Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a great guess. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if we're right. It would be really funny if it is just a present that's a puppy and that's it. <laughs> 
I'd watch that movie. <laughs> well, we're going to watch Actually, it. Actually, I wouldn't because that sounds like you lucky dog and I didn't like that. <laughs> we're going to watch it anyway, so congrats. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to add before we uh, jettison? Uh, just that everyone should, of course, subscribe if you are not already subscribed to this podcast, wherever you download your podcasts. Uh, give us a review. Honest reviews are welcome. Five-star reviews are preferred. Follow us on Instagram at Disney Channel Original Newbies. And if you want to uh, You can also send email us, us. Yeah, you can email us. D-C-O-Newbies, I-E-S, at gmail.com. And that's for puppy pictures. We do like puppy pictures. I personally also like kitten pictures. And if you just want to, you know, say hey, let us know how you're doing. That's cool, too. And that's all. That's all I have to say. How about you? I have nothing to add. I said it perfectly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll have our next episode out quicker than this one. So don't you fret. So uh, 28 days instead of 31 days. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, other than that, we'll uh, catch you all next time. I'm trying to think of something from the movie. Doot, 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 doot. <laughs> doot, doot. <laughs> <laughs>